All right. Thanks for coming. It is uh, Friday afternoon, and, uh, you know, we got places to go, video games to play, uh, clubs to get to, Taylor Swift, whatever. I'm Guy. Guy solo today after uh, going to the Niners' third practice today down at Levi Stadium. No fans today, so there were no fan videos getting out today. Whole place is in lockdown because Taylor Swift's concert is Friday night, and um, I think that's about as big as it gets. It feels that's about as big as it gets at Levi Stadium today. They gave us uh, special parking passes to come to practice today. Those That lot, the yellow lot where those passes uh, let us park just for practice, are selling for over $800 right now on the Internet. So, um, yeah. Uh, interesting stuff happened today with the quarterbacks and uh, for the 49ers. And um, uh, I'm going to tell you about it some stuff to react to and you can get some questions. in if you want to do that as well, if you're here on YouTube, great. Thank you. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. The data has not changed. Half of you that watch these videos are not subscribed. Would definitely uh, love to uh, have the honor of your subscription. And uh, we appreciate that. If you're listening to the podcast, that's great. If you feel like watching it, cool. There are some video elements to this from practice that I'll show on the YouTube uh, so if you want to check that out, do so. The uh, YouTube link is in the description of the podcast, the audio version of this pod. You can uh, subscribe or you can uh, review on Apple Podcast. We appreciate that. Uh, breaking news from me, I stayed for the whole practice today. I, re I reported to you yesterday I was not going to stay for the whole 49ers practice because I had a uh, haircut to get to and um, hashtag self-care priorities. But uh, unfortunately, um, We've got a, uh, uh, a soft tissue injury in the foot of my barber. So get well soon, lads. Pick up basketball has put him on the shelf. And so my haircut's going to have to wait. Uh, I'm not at the point yet where I will um, be going uh, somewhere else for a cut because that's my guy. And I've got a four-year contract with my barber. So uh, there's the latest there. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. Couple, the way I wanted to start this, one, I'm going to break through the good and the bad from the quarterbacks today. Then I'll tell you what order I think they are in after three practices. And then we can hit a few of the other uh, things going on. And if you have some questions and we have some time for that, we can get to that. So I'm going to start with Brock Purdy. It was his second practice. This is the um, – this is the uh, – this. oh, you know what? Let me see this. One real quick for those of you watching. Give me some feedback because yesterday I ran some video – with audio and i think that screwed up the audio i'm not going to keep it like this but just tell me uh does this for those of you just quick comments does this make the audio does this disrupt the quality of the audio or does it still sound good just tell me that and um <laughs> and, we'll, and, I'll, and i'll get back to uh to some video here in a in a little bit all right question why does a hairstylist need a foot because he's got to stand a great question. Audio sounds good. Good. Okay. Um, all right, Brock Purdy. I have a little uh, a little uh, system that I've established. In addition to telling you what's going to happen, I keep notes of a couple things. Um, you know that I already during games are very aware of WAOs. Those are wide ass open throws. Kyle Shanahan gets a lot of wide ass open throws, and um, you know I think part of the way to watch the quarterbacks is with this comment from Brandon Allen in mind. This is from Matt Mayoko's story on Friday. This is very important to keep in mind as we go through this today. Brandon Allen said, if you can play within the system and use the talent around you, those are the biggest things. The offense is designed to get guys open. 
So your biggest job is to put the ball where it needs to go against the right coverage and accuracy. Okay. If you can play within the system, use the talent around you, your biggest job is to put the ball where it needs to go against the right coverage with accuracy. That's a critical part of how we evaluate Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks because I keep track of a few things. One of them, uh, if you, some call it Habermetrics, some call it GAF, Guy Football Focus, throws above replacement, TAR. How many throws does a guy make that are not a replacement-level throw? In other words, any other quarterback could make that throw. I track those today. What's relevant from what Brandon Allen says is it's not really what's critical to Kyle Shanahan, right? Extraordinary throws is not what is Brandon Allen just told us. Extraordinary throws is not what is ultimately most required by 49ers quarterbacks. So just keep that in mind. Here we go. Brock Purdy. He made, I gave him two and a half throws above replacement today. Uh, one was actually not a spectacular throw, but he made, I'm starting with the good. He made a throw on a quick dump down. Very muddy pocket. It looked like he got hit or his arm got hit, and he had to throw from up and over offensive lineman down, tight angle. Good decision, great execution, just a dump down to a running back. That's one of those, you know the old saying, like Frank Gore. Frank Gore may not uh, have the most eight-yard or seven-yard carries, but he's going to take the most no-gainers and turn them into one or two yards. And that, to me, had a really high potential play to be a no-gainer or a sack and Brock Purdy got rid of the ball, and it was a positive play. Um, he made a really quick progression throw to Christian McCaffrey. He was not the primary read. He went boom, 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 got it to the got it to McCaffrey quickly. This is, you know, uh, the pocket is um, – these quarterbacks are under duress. Now, they're obviously not getting hit, but the defense has performed well in the first three practices – and uh, because Fred Warner is out there, it makes any throw in the middle of the field when he's out there uh, risky. And um, and you've got to be accurate and you've got to be quick. And so McCaffrey was able to get receive the ball from Purdy just before Fred Warner got there. And it had to be perfect throw. It had to be on zip. And uh, it was. So there you go. He had a, another play on a uh, – he had a front side blitz coming from um isaiah oliver and he i don't know if he saw him i think he did his he was his vision was left and he again got the ball out quickly on time on target with zip to brandon Ayuk. um had a really nice kind of tight laser throw to mccaffrey i think one thing even good high quality practice video shows does not show is uh sometimes it doesn't show velocity doesn't show how it, it'll show you a spiral, but it doesn't throw you how show you how crisp a throw is. And um, he made a really crisp throw to McCaffrey. His arm looked just as good in um, Friday's practice as it did in Thursday's practice. And uh, I think his best throw, and maybe the best, maybe the best throw of practice. And this definitely was a throw above replacement. I gave him a full throw above replacement for this. A 22-yard play to Debo. It was one of your classic Debo routes. Debo looping across the middle of the field from right to left. And uh, he had Diamador Lenore in good coverage right on him, a couple defenders right in front of him. It was a very tight window throw. It was a little on Debo's back shoulder. It kind of had to be because of the defenders that were, while five, eight yards in front of Debo, they were on that side, so he couldn't lead him too much. But he had Lenore behind him, so he couldn't leave it behind him too much. Beautiful throw, classic Debo route, classic Debo catch, and um, 
it was it was it was you know it was a display of Brock Purdy's arm being 100% bad. Uh, here's a few uh, things that stood out: missed throws from Brock, missed Ayuk on the sideline after he'd beaten Ambry Thomas. Uh, Ayuk was 15 yards cutting back to the sideline. And uh, the ball just led him out of bounds too much. Ayuk ultimately caught the ball, but was unable to get both feet. Maybe in a game he tries to drag and is willing to fall flat on his face in that spot, but it was going to be a tough play. Um, you know, I don't think you'd qualify off, not an awful throw, not a good throw, uh, because it was an incompletion and it, it didn't keep Ayuk in the field of play. And then, um, you know, one throw, I don't know. This one, you'd have to know what he was supposed to do. There's a lot of factors here, but I'm mentioning this play because maybe someone else is mentioning it. He almost threw an interception to Isaiah Oliver. Um, it was a nothing play to me. It was a sack is what it was. And uh, he probably gets out of the pocket on that play and just runs. It looked like you know the play, the, the play effectively ends from a pass rush standpoint. And Brock kind of said, ah, screw it. I'll throw it here. And it almost got intercepted, but he probably would have vacated the bowels of the uh, of the pocket by then. Gregus Khan asked, "Would you say Purdy's velocity hovers around 52?" I don't know what his velocity is from a football standpoint. If we we're going to give it a baseball equivalent, which I'm more comfortable doing, um, I would say I would say he's throwing. You know, if Kaepernick's throwing 103, that's always kind of the bar. I'd say Purdy's throwing, you know, low 90s, more than sufficient enough, as long as it's accurate. All right, on to Trey Lance. Before I give you these ranks, uh, Trey Lance, not, you know, no crowd today, so a little less juice today. Not as much bounce today, I thought, um, from Trey. Uh, you know, as I said yesterday, it's crowded out there. It's really crowded from a quarterback standpoint. It's apparent when you watch how crowded it is. And, um, you know, I don't know. Trey watched him talk afterwards. He said none of that stuff's in his mind. He's just focused. And he he had a good disposition, Trey did, uh, in his post-practice post uh, press conference. All right. Uh, Trey throws. Good. Really nice throw over the middle to Tate Martin. About a 15-yard throw. A lot of, you know, I think almost everything was a spiral today. I don't remember any uh, throw from Trey that wasn't quote unquote pretty, um, but we'll get to some of the bad, uh, but really nice throw to Tay Martin over the middle. Um, didn't look like he was throwing it too hard. He had on, on the far side of the field in the middle of practice. I don't know how many people saw this throw, um, but he had a, a, I'm giving him a throw above replacement for uh, one practice for a throw in a drill. I didn't think I'd give anybody a throw above replacement grade for a throw in a drill, but this was a drill where the quarterbacks drop back, roll out with a really deep roll, and throw on the run to the far sideline. So, you know, it's the kind of play that ends up being maybe a 15-yard gain if you hit the receiver, but the ball is going to travel probably 25 yards, maybe air yards, just in terms of yardage, not even counting the added space because you're throwing it a long way to the sideline. This was not a receiver per se. This was a, a staff member who's just standing there. But first of all, the throw was really good. It was high velocity. It was on point. It was in his stride and in rhythm, and it was perfectly thrown to the sideline. Part of what made it look so good is Darnold went next in that drill 
and missed badly on the very same throw. It's a tough throw. Um, it was outside and low and, again, tough throw. But seeing Darnold attempt the same throw right after Lance did, for me, illustrated, kind of just put on a pedestal how good Trey's throw was there. Um, he threw a nice ball on an incompletion. And I said this yesterday, you know, incompletions and completions are not created equal. Not all of them are created equal. You can have a nice ball on a ball that gets um, that doesn't get caught. You can throw a ball that you don't really get a lot of credit for that does get caught. So that's why I like to go through these, give a little context. He threw a really nice deep ball to Tay Martin. Again, Tay Martin seems to get open on go balls more than anybody. Remember uh, in practice number one, Brandon Allen missed him badly on a wide open go ball. Now keep in mind, I mean, he's not going to go up against the number one corners, but he gets more separation on go balls than anybody else in the first three days of practice. I would say certainly more than, you know, Danny Gray got separation yesterday um, or two days ago. Anyway, this was not a completed pass to Tay Martin. Part of it was he got bumped right at the end. Nice little move, kind of just a little arm, little forearm from the DB to bump him off stride. Um, wasn't a special throw. Did not give it a throw above replacement grade, but it was a good throw. It was a pretty throw. It looked good. And um, that throw is going to be relevant here in a second. I'll get back to that throw. The bad for Trey today was bad. And uh, it was two throws. And you might say, well, two throws, who cares? Two throws in a practice. Two throws in a practice where all these guys get about equal reps. And remember what we just looked at that quote from Brandon Allen. What did Brandon Allen say? It's about, um, paraphrasing, it's about the layups. It's about the what I call the POA throws, POA's price of admission. In other words, this is the throw that is the price of admission to being Kyle Shanahan's quarterback. Okay, you got to make these throws. Doesn't make you great, doesn't make you special, doesn't get you a contract extension, but it's the price of admission for being Kyle's quarterback, and that's why these two were not great. Same as yesterday, rolling to – this is in team team session, 11-on-11. 11 11. Rolling to his right, getting out of pressure, quick throw to the tight end, number nine, Braden Willis, one of the rookies from Oklahoma. Not even close. At his feet, layup throw, missed the same exact throw yesterday. Same thing happened with Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason coming out of the backfield. Lance rolling to his right, missed him badly. It was a worse miss than the Brayden Willis miss, not even close to catchable. Trey's body language afterwards was not great. You know, there's, I, it's sometimes I think I love being body language doctor. You can overanalyze. Was he just saying, I'm mad at myself and I'm moving on, or was he getting down on himself? He said after practice, not getting down on himself. But you got to know there's only so many of these reps to go around, and the price of admission throws are the baseline for Kyle Shanahan. Like Kyle would take two price of admission throws over one throw above replacement. He doesn't care as much about the throws above replacement. In his mind, he'll get you the guy at wide open, hit him between the numbers. And, you know, you know with this team, like there are going to be a lot of balls thrown around the line of scrimmage. There's going to be a lot of balls thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Debo Samuel last year, 78% of his targets came within 10 yards or behind the line of scrimmage. Okay, those are by and large going to be price of admission throws and Trey missed two, you know, quote unquote, really easy ones today. Get on the prize picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over. 
but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions last night i was thinking about ordering out and then i reached into the freezer grabbed some ground beef and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night with butcherbox you don't have to worry about what's for dinner ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials you get peace of mind with butcherbox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get two more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you Sightline on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough, and here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. 
Download the Game Time app now. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. On to Sam Darnold. Um, Sam Darnold, I said, keep in mind, I said after practice number one and after OTAs, let's just reset this. We got some new people here. After OTAs and after practice number one, I thought Darnold was no better than Trey, and I saw no reason for Darnold, just based on what we saw, to be ahead of Trey on the depth chart. Um, Darnold had the best day, I thought, on Thursday. Darnold had at least the best day today, if not as good a day as Brock Purdy today. He had um, a very, very good throw up the seam to Jordan Mason. Uh, excuse me, to uh, Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell was coming out of the backfield. Linebacker Curtis Robinson was on him and right on him. It's the kind of ball you usually see to Kittle up the seam with a guy on his back. And this ball was perfectly placed. It was, you know, in comparison, I'd say it was one of the three throws of the day one of them being the Brock Purdy ball to Debo for 22 yards I mentioned earlier. This throw to Elijah Mitchell from Darnold was perfect. Um, the other throw he made, I gave him one and a half throws above replacement today, but he could have probably had two or two and a half. I put this in the, if you've ever seen a, ve- you know, when you go to a baseball game, a major league baseball game, and you see a hard hit ball, backhand to the shortstop, backhand, quick turn to second, runner coming down on him, he takes it, bullet throw to first. And it's just there are things that happen at the high professional levels that don't happen at the other levels. And Sam Darnold and Juwan Jennings made a play like that today. Was it a perfectly thrown ball to Juwan Jennings over the middle, like chest high? No, it was high. Jennings went up with one hand, but it was not so high that I would call it not a great throw. It was a good throw. It was a bullet. You know who the in this case, like he had a throw to uh, Willie Sneed. That was it was an incompletion. Was it too high? Was it a bad throw? Was it the wrong decision? I don't know, but it was to Willie Sneed. You can't miss high. John Jennings, you can put it a little higher. Jennings goes up, one hand catch, takes off running. It was just a high, high level professional play. And then he had a couple other just kind of, you know, price of admission throws. Pressure rolling out. He escapes, throws a bullet to Jordan Mason. Um, he had a deep ball down the left sideline to Ray Ray McLeod. Very good coverage, ultimately, is what caused the incompletion. Samuel Womack, someone said to me the other day, guy, they saw my board. I'm holding up my board here. They said, all your notes are on the offensive side. Why don't you take any notes on the defensive side? I said, I do. On the offensive side is where some of the defenders get their get their love from me. So, anyway, um, Samuel, uh, I, you know, was it an underthrow? If you said, could we perfectly throw this better? Sam would say, yeah, I could lead him a little more. But it was a really good ball. It gave Ray Ray McLeod a shot. 
Womack was right there. Tough play. You know, if you got a good receiver, you got a good throw, you got a good DB, someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. Samuel Womack won, but I thought it was a good throw. Gave his guy a shot. Um, bad throw. He had Debo coming to the near sideline. Near sideline. He had Debo coming to his right. A little bit of pressure, but he threw it too high. Debo uh, was getting good coverage from the undrafted rookie from Texas, Deshaun Jameson. But um, incomplete, not a good throw. Brandon Allen. Um, Brandon Allen threw a ball too high to Juwan Jennings over the middle. Had him. Missed him. Jennings will be one of those claps his hands. I should have had it. Uh, I don't think he should have. But um, it was just a little too high, so he missed him. And uh, he threw a bat, uh, ball behind Danny Gray uh, when Danny Gray was open. And, you know, Danny Gray wants that because Danny Gray just doesn't get a lot of a lot of chances. So um, after today, Brock Purdy won, we know. After first practice, I said Trey was better than Darnold in that practice. Darnold's been better than Trey now two practices in a row. And um, it's not because Sam's making extraordinary plays. He's making very good to solid plays. And Lance today, you know, in team drills, did not make a throw above replacement and um, had two mistakes that, again, we go back to what Brandon Allen said were bad mistakes. So what does this all mean? Well, look at what Matt Mayoko posted again. He's been posting the uh, the snap counts. And let's talk about what this means. Brock Purdy got 21 reps. Trey Lance got 11 reps. Sam Darnold got 10 reps. Brandon Allen got nine reps. Where's the competition there? Well, clearly there's not a competition for number one, but it's clear when you look at the rep counts that the competition is between three quarterbacks here. It's not between two quarterbacks. The competition is not for number two. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. There is a competition for number two, Darnold and Lance. There is a competition for number three. And right now, based on the last two days, that is Trey Lance and Brandon Allen. So, um, you know, as somebody, I just, I really emphasize this. As somebody who has given the benefit of that out to Trey and and still has, I, I, there is still time to watch this play out, but Brandon Allen getting basically as many reps as Sam Darnold and Trey Lance is telling. You can't deny what is, what is there in hard numbers. And what's there in hard numbers is that Brandon Allen is part of the competition. There's no way to deny that. Now, that, that said, I will say, the Trey misses on those layup throws hurt him, but um, I think he's been better than Brandon Allen. Uh, but there's going to be time here to see this play out. Part of it is Brandon Allen has is not to this just what, what we've seen in these practices not a very good thrower the deep ball. He misses um, he misses on deep throws. Trey is much more accurate on the deep throws from what we've seen in three practices. And not only has Brandon Allen missed on a few deep balls, he misses in places that will, are not even close to giving his receiver a chance. Um, but as he said, he's here to make layup. So, you know, we'll see. Something to um, something to keep watching there. Um, uh, okay, I just want to show you a couple things. This is not quarterback related. We can get to some quarterback things. But yesterday... Um, we went through a few we there was a play that um, occurred during drills where uh, Danny Gray uh, got a bad throw from Purdy. There was some debate. Was it a good throw? Was it a bad throw? Should he have caught it? Should he not have caught it? I thought it was a bad throw and uh, he should, you know, not be happy with himself. 
for not catching it. So here's a few balls today. Um, for those of you listening to this, we'll get this. This won't be long video. So I think if you just uh, if you're listening and you don't want to hear me watch a video, skip ahead to 60 seconds. We'll get through it. There's Debo and Ayuk. And uh, now here comes Danny Gray. Danny Gray is on the near side. And uh, here's a ball right on him. And it just it, it glances off his hands again. Got to be consistent. Danny Gray practices hard. Danny Gray is faster than everybody else out there. Danny Gray has a skill set that the Niners could use as a complementary piece to the skill guys they have, but he consistently misses that ball. It's two days. Now, does this mean anything? It's one drill. It's one rep. You know, if I could show you all the practice, I'd show you some other plays that Danny Gray made that were good. I'm actually going to show you one in a second, but you can only film four periods of practice, and this is one of those periods, and now two periods in a row – He's had a chance to make a play during that period and um, hasn't made it. Ronnie Bell. We get asked about Ronnie Bell a lot, the uh, rookie wide receiver from Michigan. Here's Ronnie Bell. Same thing. Drop. Same drill. Over the middle. On air. Got to catch it. Got to have it. Got to have it. I thought he struggled with this in OTAs. He stumbles out of the break here. Maybe that's part of it. But got to have it. Um, one other play, because this was good. This was Danny Gray got another shot here to make a play later, and he made it. And that's a nice catch. He's he's at the to the right of the he's at the inside receiver. He's taking a ball from Trey here. A little high, right? Not a bad throw, but again, here is an opportunity. If you're a receiver, you don't want perfect throws when you're trying to prove yourself. You want a throw that's going to show people you can make catches above replacement. Danny hasn't made catches above replacement. This is a good catch. This is not a perfect throw in stride. Good catch. Nice job on that one. Danny Gray. All right. Um, Quarterback stuff. They got too many, right? They got four. Brandon Allen's around because Kyle Shanahan said, you don't get rid of players that you like. So something is going to have to give here. There is a competition going on here. Um, Brandon Allen is part of that competition. And um, I don't know what that means. Does that mean you hold on to all of them as long as you can? That's what it means to me. Hold on to all four of them as long as you can. I'm not giving away Trey Lance. I'm not just cutting Trey Lance. I'm not just cutting Brandon Allen. I'm not, I'm not doing anything until I absolutely have to. And because of Trey Lance's skill set, in theory, he's going to be a guy in a game that maybe makes a play that doesn't show up in practice. But you know, we're not talking about the starting quarterback here. We're not talking about three years to develop Josh Allen here. We're talking about price of admission throws. And um, if there's a value for him, then there's a value for him. And part of the calculation for the Niners is going to be, if we can't keep all four, is there one of them we're going to get value for? If we view two and three as equal, or if you view three and four as equal, which one has more value on the market, if any? It's a real story. I know some people want to deny that it's a story. It is unemotional. It is in black and white right here in the rep counts. It's right there for you. Okay. There's not a debate about it. 11 snaps for Trey, 10 for Darnold, nine for Brandon Allen. There is nothing to debate. So um, that's real. It's something to watch. And, you know, I still have Trey ahead of Brandon Allen. And he's still in competition with Sam. And he can continue to compete with Sam. You know, there are things that Darnold's done that looks really good. But I think we've watched him play games. And let's see him in preseason games. Can he do the things that look tight and clean in a practice in a game? Does he get rid of the ball quickly? It's not over. Long way to go. But as someone who has leaned Trey Lance after OTAs, I've got to admit, there's a real competition happening here. 
and um, and that includes Brandon Allen. And in the competition with Sam Darnold, the last two days, Darnold has had the edge. That's that on quarterbacks. Um, I'm just going to go through my my board here and just see any other. You know, he and uh, anytime Brock gets a chance to throw to Debo or Ayuk, it's great because he just hasn't had a lot of reps with those guys. People say today, um, Tishon Gibson, maybe it was Trey Lance, said Brandon Ayuk's catching everything. This is like the third camp in a row where Brandon Ayuk looks fantastic. Debo also looks good, but Brandon Ayuk makes just a ton of catches that are hard for everybody else. First snap of team period. There was some question about Christian McCaffrey. First snap of team period. Uh, McCaffrey takes the ball. Fred hits him. Fred Warner hits him out of bounds. Not too hard. They collide a little, but it was a nice little, nice little pop. Ty Davis Price got the um, got the second snap with the second with the first team offense. McCaffrey went first. Ty Davis Price went second. Elijah Mitchell looks fresh. All the running backs look look good. Uh, I was talking to Larry Kruger about this. They all look fit. And Larry's like, well, maybe it's because they don't have their pads on yet. They they just all look cut. Jack Coletto, you know, the Swiss Army knife, um, kind of they hope maybe he can be the next Kyle Juszczyk or complimentary. Uh, they split him out a little. He had a nice uh, – there was a, a fumbled exchange today, and Coletto jumped on it but didn't dive on it, which was smart. You don't want to dive around in a practice. You don't want to dive. I thought it was really smart. In a game, he might have dove on it. The teaching tip might be dive on it. He scooped it up. But to me, it was impressive, and I'd be curious if we talked to Jack Coletto about it. I think he didn't dive on it because he was smart enough to not dive at the feet of the offensive and defensive linemen in a practice. You don't want to roll somebody up. That's what I think Jack Coletto did. I think in a game, he falls on it. In this spot, he picked it up. Heady play, smart guy, Oregon State, Jonathan Smith, uh, Beaver, just tough worker, all that stuff. Um, uh, Jake Moody, six of six today. Absolutely kills the ball. His kicks with a tailwind, good from 33. There was a bad, uh, there was a miss kick, but it wasn't really a miss. It was a bad snap and hold. Uh, Wishnowski was back holding today, so Juice got off that duty. 33 yards good, 38 yards good, 43 yards good, 38, 38, and 50 yards, all good. Six of six. The 50 yarder, I don't know. You know, a lot of these balls that Moody kicks with a tailwind would be good from 63 yards. I don't know if the one he actually made from 50, you know, it's one thing to kick a 33 yarder that looks like it'd be good from 60 because you only got to make it accurately 33 when it's got to go accurately 50. Now you give it more oomph. And even though it travels 63, uh, you're trying to kick it that far. And so you might lose some accuracy that kick did not come off. It did not look as clean, but it was still good. It maybe had a little bit of a hook to it, but it was still good. Uh, defense looks aggressive. Deshaun Gibson looks aggressive. Deshaun Gibson said nobody plays safety like Talanoa Hufunga. He said that today. He also said nobody knows the defense better than Talanoa Hufunga except Fred Warner. So uh, Gibson said Diamador Lenore is taking this game to the next level. All right. So there's a rundown. You know, we could sit here and talk about everything I said about the quarterbacks for a while longer. But I think the thing to know is from uh, your unbiased boy here that, um, yeah, it's real. The Darnold being the number two quarterback, that's real. Does Kyle Shanahan one day think Darnold could be a starter? Maybe. Um, And 
Could Brandon Allen end up as the third quarterback on this team? Yeah, you could. All right. Let's get to some comments here. Wheelie, are you guys only going to talk about the Niners? Uh, no, but you know, today was I went to Niner practice, and so that's that's what I uh, I feel like that that is what I can add to you. That is not you know, there's a lot of people doing the content, but uh, it's not everywhere all the time. Matthew Trey was two of five or how are his throws? Um, I'm guessing Matthew, you were not watching earlier. Maybe just jumped in live, which is fine. Just go back. I I went through kind of all the throws uh, for my purposes. I do not. I, I like knowing uh, how many reps they got in team relative to each other. I do not. I, I'm not going to say I don't care at all about their accuracy numbers because over the course of, you know, a month, that stuff does matter. But day to day, don't care. Um, he had some bad throws, right? So like he could have been three of five, let's say two of his misses. He had two really bad. He had the two worst misses of practice today. So, but go back and I, I dive into that. Um, a little later. Lenore's playing confident, uh, says the comment. Lenore is right there a lot. The question I have for him is, when he's right there to make a play, does he make the play on the ball? He often, I mean, rarely does it feel like Lenore's guy is two or three yards by him, but he's there. He's got to make plays on the ball. I, th- I think a little more. We haven't seen as much of that. Abraham says, uh, shake my head. Everything invested in Trey, and he's fighting for the third spot. What is going on here? Uh, Trox says, you are right. Sell the one with trade value. Time to win is now. It's a business. Smart business decisions have to be made. To be clear, I am not saying get rid of anybody right now. Uh, This team has, as I said yesterday, a storied history. Uh, Well, they had a storied quarterback era, and now we're in the era of storied quarterback injuries. They have a storied quarterback injury history. And I would keep everybody as long as possible. Robbie asks, speaking of body language, how do the quarterbacks carry themselves? Does Purdy or Trey or Sam look like the starter to you? Well, Brock is the starter. Um, so he's the starter. Uh, I thought, you know, I think Sam is interesting. He, I'd say, you think about him, went to SC, drafted very highly. Third overall, not just anywhere, but in the New York market. He has a very, and this is a compliment, given the amount of spotlight it's been on him, kind of unassuming way about him. Um, he's not meek. It's not that. He is, I mean, he's, but he is not, it's just, he's, he moves. Yeah, he's unassuming. He's not out there. He's not not got good body language, but he's not really making any gestures. He's just going about his business. I think the quarterback collect, the one thing I've noticed collectively as a group, the quarterbacks are often communicating. There's not one guy standing off to the side. A lot of fist pounding, a lot of high-fiving, a lot of encouraging. When they jog from drill to drill, it's not four guys individually jogging with their head down. They're talking to each other. So as a co- as a collective, they've got, I think, pretty good body language, considering it's so bizarre when you watch this four-quarter. Plenty of teams have had three or four quarterbacks. But when you have three or four, in this case, four quarterbacks, you know, three of them splitting reps, three of them, the two of the two guys who are the two guys with really good arm talent uh, or strong arms in English. That's the part that really is weird. So it's a weird situation. And it looks like they're all handling it really well. Um, I said on day one, I thought Trey had excellent body language. I thought on day two, he had some pop to him today. You know, maybe it's, it's just there's a lot going on. And uh, it was a little hotter today. 
But, uh, you know, Tommy says, is Trey practicing running between the tackles yet? You know, this is the other thing. And Kawakami pointed this out to me yesterday when I was standing next to him. He said, how many zone reads do you see? The answer is none. Trey did break out today. No design runs for the quarterbacks. He did break out today uh, when the pocket broke down and ran. And, um, you know, the stuff about Trey being less athletic than the staff expected, um, you know, as I've said, I think he has not in games been as comfortable a runner as I expected. But when Trey runs, it's clear he is more than athletic enough to get to the sideline before he gets hit by a linebacker to get to a first down. He's he's got more than enough. Sam's disposition has always struck me. It's easy going and down to earth, not too high, not too low. I think that's accurate. AK 49er says the ideal Shanahan quarterback. One gets the ball out quick Two over 65% accuracy. Three protects the football Four has mobility to run bootlegs. Brock fits the profile perfectly. Trey looked unhappy in his presser, kind of defeated uh, or unhappy. I don't blame him to be honest. It's a little sad. I didn't, I was sitting there. I didn't feel that way. I don't know, man. Hard to say question. Any free agents you could see the Niners signing. And then somebody responds, Justin Houston. When I watch this team practice, I don't see the need for it. You know, they've got Javon Hargrave on 40 million guaranteed. They've got Eric Armstead, whose cap hit this year is $23 million, second largest on the team. Uh, and they got Nick Bosa, who is going to become one of the, if not the highest non-paid uh, non quarter, non -paid quarterback, one of the, if not the highest non-paid quarterback in the NFL. I don't really see the need for another pass rusher. Cleveland Farrell's professional enough. Drake Jackson is an ascending talent who is in good shape. You have a good line. Uh, you have a good developer uh, in Chris Kacarek. I would not. I, I mean, I would not. I, I wouldn't spend really anything on another pass rusher. To be honest, I don't really see the point of it. Um, you know, they don't need safeties. They got good safeties. They got like four. They don't need nickels. They don't need corners. I mean, they do need corner depth, but potentially so does everybody. But maybe Samuel, I, like I could see Samuel Womack getting ahead of Ambry Thomas there. Um, so, no, I don't see a free agent that they need. Their offensive line is set. The running backs are deep. Not going to be a receiver. Not going to be a tight end. It's Trent and Banks and Brendel and Burford and McKivitz on the offensive line. I don't think I wouldn't spend any money on a on another pass rusher i know that comes up a lot but plus you can carry over the uh free cap space jedi says looter will push him out darrell looter he is not practiced he's coming off that uh hyperextended knee from the last ota practice so uh how is right tackle looking you know i don't know the pads will come on i think monday and then we'll see colt mckivitz against drake jackson a lot and then it'll matter and then they're going to go practice against the raiders and we'll get to see a lot of colton mckivitz but um, that's what I expect to see is Colton McKivitz. And, uh, you know, like I said, no pads yet. So nothing really to see there yet, I don't think. Other than, you know, Trent Williams running around, which is fun. Okay. I think that's what we got for today. Thanks for hanging. Um, Monday. Monday. Monday, Monday. Pads come on. Uh, so that'll be a good day. And uh, we'll keep this little um, this little quarterback thing going, obviously. That's not going anywhere, but it's a – you can remove the hype of it and uh, recognize that, you know, it's a very real story. So if you're here and you didn't hit that like button yet, which I know some of you didn't, maybe you didn't like it, out of spite, give me a spite like and uh, subscribe to the channel. Thanks for that. 
And if you only caught some of this and you're about to head out, uh, it'll be up on the podcast feed soon. Or if you're watching it, boop, boop, uh, listening to it and you want to see some of it, YouTube. And uh, that's what we got. All right, everybody. Have a good weekend. Thanks for hanging. Appreciate y'all. Later.